In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not here with my co-host, and it's the last in the history series about Cleveland Browns. I'm here with Thomas. Thomas, where in the world are you, buddy? I am right now in Auburn, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. Hell yeah. Hey, war, da- war damn brownies. Excellent. And you used to live in uh, uh, Cleveland? No, I'm from Erie, PA. My dad grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. My dad was uh, my dad was born in Hungary during World War II, and then when he was a ten-year-old kid, moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and grew up in Cleveland. And I mean, my dad gave me my Cleveland Browns fanhood, and you know, I mean, just Cleveland everything, but Cleveland Browns first, and you know, that's, that's how it is, you know. So, Thomas, you're gonna have to pronounce your surname for me. Uh, it's it's pronounced the same way it's spelled, Zendry. Ah, Zendry. Okay. Yeah. So it's not yeah it's a, it's an old Hungarian name, but like I said, my dad grew up in Cleveland, and yeah, that's it. All right, awesome. And uh, today we're going to be talking about 2010 to 2008, and I'm just going through the data, and. I can't believe how depressing the data is. 2010, we came third. 2018, as we know, we came third. And then all the rest of the years, we came fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's grim. It was grim. It was, uh, I mean, that's I mean, it's the only way I can describe it is that it was just grim. I mean, it was, it was a hard time to be a Browns fan. You know, not even the, even the 2014 season, where we had that, you know, that glimmer of hope for a little bit where we were in first place, you know, for a quick minute, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, we were, we were, I think seven and four in first place and we ended up finishing the season seven and nine. And that was, that was pretty tough. Yeah. It's crazy that um, such a high, high win rate and we still finished fourth. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and I think that speaks to the, uh, just the general strength of the division, you know, I mean, like the, the, the general strength of the, the, of the, the, the hated Baltimore Ravens and, and, and the cursed Stellars, you know, the Yinzers, I mean, they have strong, strong organizations and they were just having good time. You know, they had, they had a good run here in these, this last decade. It just, and it's been at our expense and it's been tough. Like I said, it's been tough. Why, why do you think uh, 2010 to 2017 was so bleak? Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the, uh, the instability at the, uh, the ownership level. You know, you had a, you had a disinterested owner who, uh, who, 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 to his misfortune, you know, gave up on the Browns and, and you know, invested in Aston Villa. And then, you know, he lost, I mean, 
I don't have to explain to you what happened to Aston Villa. They're now, I think, what, second division? I mean, and that's correct. Yeah, second division. Yeah, I mean, they're hurt. And, you know, then, of course, the sale happened and the instability there with, with, you know, with, uh, with Mr. Haslam coming in and, you know, having uh, uh, Mike Holmgren and then another group come in and another, you know, like, you know so it's just been, it's just been a general instability. I think instability has defined the organization in the, uh, in the team. It's what's been the problem. Got you. And if we look at some of the uh, some of the players, you know, we had obviously Joe Thomas, which was a stellar pick, and he's done so well, and he is absolutely a club legend. But then we've then we've had players like Brady Quinn, Brendan Whedon, Trent Richardson. What's your what's your view on them three? Well, I they they speak they speak to the general ineptitude. Of of the uh, of the organization in general, I mean, you look at I mean, you look at Brandon Whedon. He was a 27 year old rookie. I mean, 27 years old. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson had a, had a, has. If you look at him now, I mean, he's excelling in the AAF. He's excelling against lesser competition. Uh, so I mean, and and, Brand, and uh, I'm sorry, Brady Quinn. He was uh, the same way. I mean. He was he was a decent college quarterback, but he wasn't a great pro quarterback. And I think he was only drafted <clears throat> because you know he was that big name. And you know if you look at it, he was drafted at twenty second overall in the first round. Same as Brandon Whedon, twenty second in the first round. Same as Johnny Manziel, twenty second in the first round. You know, and and you couple that with the names and the guys that we lost. Who were drafted? Who ended up being not necessarily like you know all pros, but you know successful guys like uh, say Jabal Sheard. You know Jabal Sheard. He's he's had good solid years at New England. He's won a Super Bowl. He went to Indianapolis. He's been a, a rock on that Indianapolis defense this past year. That's been lauded. You know because I mean they had they had a Matt Everflus, who's a great defensive coordinator. They had you know and so. He, you see all these Browns players populating the league. Yeah. These are guys, you know, we drafted. And, and I think that's the other side of it is, is like you can, you can say, oh, these are the four names that were the, you know, the biggest names that we can think of who we drafted. But think about all the names that we drafted who went on to go and be big names, or not necessarily big names, but solid guys around the league. Like right now, one of the big, one, one day everyone's talking about it who's going to be a, a, a paid, cornerback, paid defensive back, is Pierre Desir, right? Pierre Desir, they're talking about him. He's going to get paid. He was a Browns draft pick. Got you. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's been about, you know, I mean, the Browns, this, this, this 2010, these, this decade has just been about ineptitude, general ineptitude, and it's just been painful to watch. Yeah, it's been it's it's been tough to watch, and uh, yeah, the data is just not great. You know, when you actually look back at it, you know, we can all talk about the uh, the pain and going to watch the games, but yeah, the data is really uh, poor. So um, I'm really super excited about uh, 2019 and the, and the and the change that we're uh, going through at the moment. Absolutely, 
absolutely. Ever since John Dorsey has come in, and of course Baker Mayfield, of course you know Mr. Dangerous. We got we got to talk about him. I mean, you you feel a palpable change, you know, as a Browns fan. I don't know. I mean, I know you're on Browns Twitter, but I mean, you could you could feel it. I mean, even I mean before Baker. You know, it's like every year we're going into it going, okay, oh, another year of Browns football. Here we go. You know, what, how, what is going to be the Brownsiest thing that we can do this year or this game? And, you know, but now that we have John Dorsey, now that we have Baker Mayfield, it feels like a whole new day. I haven't felt like this since Bernie Kozar. You know, and I was in high school. I was in grade school. I was in grade school. I was in high school. And I hadn't felt this good about Browns football. There's certainly a huge buzz at the moment. And uh, saw what Baker Mayfield did in just like half a season last year was amazing. Thomas, what's, what's your um, predictions, win predictions for 2019? Well, I, I, you know, I have been called the Pollyanna, the, uh, the rosy tinted glasses guy. And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to, because, because I'm going to tell you what, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm like Eric Idle. I'm a failed pessimist. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. This year, the road to the Super Bowl runs through Cleveland. And I'm not saying we're going to go into the Super Bowl, but I'm going to say that we're going to have a really competitive and heartbreaking loss in the playoffs at home. Awesome. It's going to be the AFC Championship game. We're going to somehow, oh, and that, that'll be, it'll be like somehow like so wonderfully Cleveland because it'll be, but it'll be like the next stepping stone. But what, what, what do you reckon our win to loss rate is going to be? This year, what's our win loss going to be? Yeah. Um, um, with the, all right, now, all right, now I'm looking at the schedule in my head, and I and, and you know we got lucky because we finished third, and the other third place teams in the AFC are kind of poor. So I'm I'm a, I'm a right now at a guarded optimistic ten and six. Okay. I think, I think ten and six wins the division. Eleven and five gets us a home game. Twelve and four gets home field advantage. Nice. And free agent, one player that you want to sign. Like I said, Rodney Gunter from the Arizona Cardinals. He's not a big name, but he's a he's a fourth year guy. He's he's out he's out of contract, and he uh, he was kind of lost in Arizona in the under the three four defense. And then as soon as Steve Wilkes got there. He ended up in. Uh, he ended up playing the uh, the three technique in the four three off. Uh, sorry, four three defense under Steve Wilkes, and he went to nine and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, from pretty much zero and zero stats. He's a free agent. I think we can get him on the cheap. Him, the Humphreys kid from uh, the wide receiver from Tampa Bay. I think he'll follow Munkin, and. Uh, Quan uh, Quan uh, Short from uh, Carolina. I think that would be a good veteran. Okay. Those are, I mean, not not big names. I'm, I don't want to 
discuss big names. I want to discuss depth names. I know those are my three depth guys. Excellent. Thomas, last question. Who are we going to take in, with the 17th pick in the first round of the draft? Oh, man. There, I, would, I would take – oh, I would take anyone who is there who I think is a first-round pick is like uh, DK Metcalf, absolutely. Montez Sweat. Uh, oh, man. I mean, Devin, Devin White. I mean, you know what I would do? Here's what I would do. I would take 17. I would take the two th- three-round picks. We have two, the two third-round picks we have, next year's first-round pick, and go up and get Quinn and Williams. Wow. I, I've seen that kid play live in high school. Uh, lived down here in Alabama. Yeah. I saw him play in high school. I saw him play live in college. I've seen him play live. He is everything about it. That kid is unreal. I mean, he is, he's just, I mean, I'm, I'm a 43-year-old man who is 6'3", 220 with a 34-inch waist. I don't know if you understand what that means, and I don't know how you guys like measure your pants in England. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to tell you this, dude. This kid is like, he's a, he's, he's a solid 300 pounds, and he is just unreal physically. I would, ta- I would take all of our picks. As, I mean, I would get Quinn and Williams. I mean, go back and watch him on film. Like I said, I have seen this kid play when he was in high school. He was supposed to come here to Auburn here at Auburn and he's like no I'm going to go to Alabama because I want to go to the NFL there's a reason for that I would take everything we have to move heaven and earth to get that kid next to Miles Garrett that's all I'm saying yeah I'm I'm a big fan of getting a huge player opposite Miles Garrett and just absolutely having the scariest defense out there go and get go and get two three defensive tackles in the draft and free agent really Balls to that position, get another huge weapon, and yeah. maybe one or two linebackers as well. Just really fill that defense up. And it's so easy to see uh, DK Metcalf, like we saw Barkley last year, and go, "This player is an absolute beast." But look, let's 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 just hold on to uh, these luxury players, and let's just go and get some real depth in the defense. Get another A-class quarterback, and don't forget Devin Bush from uh, from uh, Michigan. His old man his old man played for the Cleveland Brownies. Devin Bush Senior played for the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. Well, Thomas, look, thank you so much for your time today. It's been awesome speaking to you. What uh, game are you going to go to in 2019? Hey. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck, Browns. And hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time. Thomas, anytime. But what games are you going to in 2019? Oh, man. the closest one. I uh, I want to get up to at least two in Cleveland. Cincinnati's an eight-hour drive. I think I, I, I can't remember if we're at home to Jacksonville before we're away to Jacksonville. But I'm no, I'm in Jacksonville this year. Oh man, I'm about I'm about five hours from Jacksonville, five hours to Nashville. I'm two hours from Atlanta, so I mean I can I can drive to Atlanta and. What about them? So I think I the games for you could be Arizona or the Bengals. I I want to fly out to Denver. I think the Den the Denver game is my the one game I'm focusing on this year. 
Yeah, my, my away games I'm looking at, all pending on flight prices, are Boston, Denver, New York, Arizona, and the um, Bengals away. Are we, no, are we're, we're at San Francisco, we're at Arizona, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Both, both long flights. Oh, oh hey, uh, if, you know what? Actually, uh, wait, if the Rams are coming to Cleveland, Google, you know what? You can Google image it. Uh, every time the Rams in, have played Cleveland, it's been on Monday night, and every time the Browns have worn orange pants, brown jerseys. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Every time. It's a, it's a weird thing. Every time the Rams and the Browns play, because, you know, the Rams are the original Cleveland team. Yeah, yeah. You know, it used to be the Cleveland Rams. And they moved in 1945, then the Browns started. Six, 1946. And then 46. Yeah, and don't forget the Cleveland Browns are also the, were integrated, desegregated an entire year before the, the Dodgers. And also, Frank Robinson just died, and he was the first black manager in baseball in Cleveland for the Cleveland Indians. So, it's a history show, mate. This information's awesome. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. Yeah, actually, yeah. Larry Doby, first black player in the American League for baseball, played the Cleveland Indians. So, you know, Cleveland is actually a very progressive city when it comes to sports. You should, uh, yeah, I got, a lot of, I got a lot of information about this. And uh, actually, I have another paper I have talks about the, uh, you know, the dialectic of football. But, you know, that's a different bird for a different government. <laughs> Thomas, where can we find your Twitter details? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm the guy who's Caesar. C-S-S-Z-R-R. Caesar. You, you know what? You've liked a couple of my tweets today. Well, you're the only person up in Cleveland. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, look. Uh, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, I like the Browns and I like Australian rules football. Oh, really? Well, you know we've got a lot of you know we've got over two hundred Australian Browns fans. Well, I mean, I think I've hooked up with some of them on Twitter through you, actually, because like we have common interest of Australian football and Cleveland Browns. So no, I mean, I I want to say thank you because I have met new people on Twitter through you so i want to say thank you for for that it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Mate, mate, i'm just just uh, trying to uh network commute make the whole rounds community global you you make the world a smaller place in a good way <laughs> and I, you know i wholeheartedly appreciate it dude i mean you know what you even follow my my, my friend who's a steelers fan uh sorry mate what's his name uh, his name's Trey, but I think this is like uh, Colt 45 and two zigzags. So yeah, mate, I'll just, just let you know. I've just unfollowed him if he's a Steelers fan. Yeah, it's, a, it's at C45N2ZZ. Yeah. 45 no. and two yeah, I've just unfollowed him, uh, Thomas. What's happening? Listeners, that won't happen again. I apologize for following a Steelers fan. Okay. All right, Thomas, that's a bit of English humour. I'll speak to you uh, again, and thanks a lot for all your support. Hey, Ben, thank you, bro. Thanks for your time. All right, buddy. You take care, and uh, hopefully we'll meet in uh, Cleveland or an away game next year. All right, you got it.
You take care, buddy.